Welcome, everyone. It is Tuesday after week four of the NFL regular season. So today we got Riley on the left. He's the producer. Got Connor in the center. That's me. And on the right, we got Brayden. And we are the BCR football cast. So uh, do we want to get into some news first? I think there's some newsworthy topics out there. Yeah, I mean, I just want to bring up real quick, we absolutely smashed that take that Kenny Pickett would come into the game. Mm-hmm. That was a good take. Yes, it was. High five through the screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, some, I'm sure most people have heard this, but Javante Williams towards ACL, and I don't know too much about the rest, but it looks pretty bad. Yeah, there was another yeah. ligament that he tore too. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember what it was. And Lewis Seen fractured his ankle, Vikings first-round pick. That doesn't look very good either. He's staying in the U.K. now to get surgery. Tough loss for the Vikes. Yeah. Former second-round pick from the Arizona Cardinals, wide receiver Andy Isabella was cut by the Cardinals today. And to go along with the Javante Williams injury after being promoted from the practice squad for the Saints on Sunday and having a good showing, the Denver Broncos pick up Latavius Murray off the practice squad. So it's a good upgrade for them. Yeah, not a bad pickup. I think Murray looked really good in that game. Yeah, he did. Cordero Patterson also on the injured reserve. Mm. This has been kind of a crazy week for injuries. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor. It looks like Jonathan Taylor could play in the Thursday game, but we don't know yet. So. Who are they playing? Oh, the Broncos. Yeah. That's right. And Brian Hoyer got replaced by Bailey Zappi at one point in the Patriots and Packers game. That was kind of a crazy game. Yeah, that was a close game. Oh, how right. about, uh, how about um, the 49ers? Dog walking the Rams. Oh, yeah. That I'll take pretty... credit for that. Yeah. I, <laughs> that caught me off guard. Put me in a tough position in my fantasy game, but hey. Did um, I pick the 49ers? I think I did. I think, but yeah, both of you picked the 49ers. I picked LA to win that game, but wow, you guys, you guys were right. Three things are certain in life death, taxes, and Kyle Shanahan, for some reason, oddly enough, destroying Sean McVay in the regular season. Not the case in the playoffs, but you know. 7-0 and over the last seven meetings between the two, so mm-hmm. good for the 49ers putting themselves in first place. So let's get into the week four games here. We're going to start off with Thursday night. This game was rather controversial in the way that the quarterback from Miami was allowed to touch the field and then was brought to the hospital during the game so we got cincinnati and miami cincinnati winning this game at home 27 to 15 i don't know if i'd say the Bengals are back yet but they look a lot better than they did weeks one and two Mm -hmm. joe burrow had himself a pretty good game tyler boyd threw a pass (laughs) uh didn't look like the Bengals rushed too well on the ground but miami I think they're a good team. 
I don't know. So, you know, they beat the Bills last week, so it kind of feels like even though they beat the Bills, who are considered the best team in the NFL, I still think that Miami's below them. Well, it's a divisional game, so yeah, everything everything goes out the window. It's a right. little, yeah. Because, like, when, when these two play each other again at some point this season, I mean, I'm sure Buffalo will win. Yeah, but possibly. Miami just hasn't really done much with their ground game quite yet. It kind of feels like, you know, since their head coach came over from the Kyle Shanahan tree where he was actually their run game coordinator for a while, mm-hmm. they don't pat, they don't run the ball much. They do a lot of passing. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you got Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill, you know, go ahead and throw the ball all over the field. Mike Kosicki, too. I mean, they got some good weapons, and mm-hmm. this is Teddy Bridgewater's team for a while, at least. So, uh, I hope Tua gets better because he's he started off having a pretty good year, along with the rest of his team. I don't know if Miami wins this game if Tua sticks in it, but just tough luck for Miami and good job by Cincinnati. It was a shorter week for them. With the yeah. game being on Thursday, and I don't know, maybe they just felt like they had a pushover week, but hey, crap happens. Um, also, wasn't there film of their practice being leaked in the, since in the university at yeah. Cincinnati? Oh, I didn't even hear about that. Yeah, no, yeah. there was there was literally on Twitter. Um, I saw that. Yeah, somebody leaked the entire practice. Yeah, oh yes, play- yes, I I did see that. Every single play, one by one, and was posted on Twitter. That was that was wow. <laughs> I don't understand how something like that even happens. Like, how does somebody just sneak in? You know, unless what happened was is they snuck in. Miami let, or Miami maybe let, or not Miami. Was it Miami or was it Cincinnati that had their plays leaked? Miami. Miami. It was. Uh, it was in the University of Cincinnati. Is where they were yeah. practicing. The angle of it was at the top of the stadium. Do you think there's maybe a chance that Miami purposely did this so then they they could leak, like, dummy plays? I doubt it because it was every single play. Like, it was hundreds or, yeah, hundreds of plays. But think, though, they got That's a preseason playbook. Well, well, we'll see what happens this week, but... Again, Tua's out, so we don't know. Mm-hmm. They and, could run a whole different playbook with Teddy. Yeah. And if you want to get... He's throwing with the opposite hand, too, so... <laughs> yeah. That's actually true. a big deal. Something that not a lot of people talk about is how the the offense is kind of built for right-handed throwers. Right. Yeah. Then once you put in a lefty, then it kind of screws with things a little bit. Um, next time the Dolphins play the Bills will be week 15, December 18th. It will probably be freezing cold in Buffalo. So, um, Bills do not, or Bills, yeah, Bills do not have a history of playing good in extreme weather conditions, um, such as the snow. So, we'll see what happens. Kind of funny considering where they play. Right. I think they need an indoor stadium. There's actually been talks about that, like, Josh Allen, you know, with the the elements up in Buffalo, sometimes his throws get kind of crazy, like during the winter months where they're just kind of sailing all over. So, yeah, they actually considered 
I've heard talks of it at least of them building an indoor yeah. stadium for them to play in. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Vikings and Saints in London. Vikings 28, Saints 25. This kind of was a field goal fest for a while. Greg yep. Joseph made five field goals. We got a fake punt in there too. But the Vikings ultimately come away with this game. The Vikings looked really good the first drive. And then they score a touchdown the first drive, came back and shut down New Orleans right away. But then game kind of came to a halt for a while. New Orleans fought back and seemed like the Vikings had every chance. Both teams actually had multiple chances to run away with this game and neither mm-hmm. of them really wanted to. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge Jameis guy, but do you think even if he did play, do you think the game would have been different? Because personally, I don't think I feel like Andy Dalton was the better choice at quarterback for this. I game. don't. I don't think it would have changed, and here's why: is because the Vikings seem to get destroyed by backup quarterbacks <laughs> for some odd reason. Reference Cooper Rush, mm-hmm. but Justin Jefferson absolutely owned Marshawn Lattimore in this game. Indeed, the refs were kind of ticky tacky at times, but you know, stuff happens. Right. Sounds like, from what I heard, I didn't see the exact moment, but it sounds like Green Bay got screwed at one point too in their game. So, yeah, refs are gonna ref. Yep. This game was kind of back and forth. Cleveland Browns twenty, Atlanta Falcons twenty three. The game where Patterson got hurt, Tyler Algier, the rookie, taking over for him. But Falcons, they don't look as bad as we thought they were going to. I mean, we've talked about them being a top five pick in the draft. So far, they're playing. I mean, this Sunday they're playing against Tampa Bay. If they win, they're first place in the NFC South. So this is incredible for the Falcons. I don't think anybody would have imagined this week five. Yeah, that's crazy to think about. I think I think the Falcons are a decent team, probably right under five hundred at the end of the season. The question is, who do you think who do you think is going to play quarterback for them next year? I think it might be Mariota unless they draft someone. I think if they draft someone, it's the Mariota show for two or three weeks, and if they can get a rookie thrown in there, then they probably will. What about Ritter? Do you think they pull a Trey Lance, the, the Falcons do? I don't think that Ritter is going to be their starter long-term. Okay. Personally, I That's wasn't fair. impressed with what I've seen from Ritter okay. going back to him playing That's in fair. college. But you never know. I mean, the the type of offense that the Falcons are wanting to run, especially with uh, now they got Tyler Algier back there. Arthur Smith is running this thing. Uh He comes from the Titans where they ran play action off of Derrick Henry running the ball up the middle. So I think that's kind of their identity right now, and they can get away with doing that. So that's probably what they're going to try to look for is maybe a quarterback that can kind of sit in the passenger seat while they ride off the run game a little bit. That's fair. Fair statement. Kyle Pitts still isn't doing much. Yeah, well, we had this conversation before. Is it him or do they just not know how to use him? I don't think they're trying to throw him the ball, which is is weird to me because it's like 
you know, they they drafted him. It wasn't like it was a different regime that drafted him and then they came in and were like, oh, well, I guess we don't want to use him. It just it seems so odd to me. I mean, we know he's a good player. He showed it. He showed shown flashes of it before. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's an issue of his play. I think they're just not targeting him enough. The Browns totally dominated on the ground again. Nick Chubb is just insane. Oh, oh my gosh. Love Nick Chubb. But somehow Atlanta puts up 13 in the fourth quarter. So their only points were scored in the first and the fourth. Interesting. Yeah, Mariota didn't have that good of a game. But How about uh, Brissett? How did he look? Pretty decent. He had one INT, yeah, but two thirty-four, thirty-five attempts, twenty-one completions. He was decent. If you slap on a touchdown or two, which you know they got two on the ground. Yep. One of them was Brissett taking it in. So mm-hmm. if you slap a touchdown on his box score passing, I think it looks a lot better. Yeah. He's playing all right. Yeah, he's not doing too bad. I mean, considering everybody thought the world was over. The world was ending once Deshaun Watson wasn't going to start for Cleveland. Mm-hmm. All right, can't wait for that week, week 11. Oh, boy. It's going to be an interesting one. This game, I'm sorry, Baltimore, but you, you're you really good at blowing leads. Bills, 23. Ravens, 20. Ravens had a pretty good-sized lead at one point. Blew it just like they did to Miami. Not quite as large of a deficit, but Josh Allen coming back and taking this thing. His box score wasn't great, but he did run the ball. Ooh. Josh Allen, 11 carries for 70 yards. So this he is, basically was their run game. This is the noon game you want to have on national television. It doesn't this make any game- it wasn't. What's that? It doesn't make any sense why it wasn't. Right. This is the game everybody wants to watch. Everybody. doesn't matter if you're a Cardinals, Jaguars, Eagles fan, Chargers fan. You want to watch the Bills and Ravens because that's the best game that's going on. And personally, I think that's what showed up. That's what showed up on Sunday. And that was a good game. This was the game I spent most of my time on for this slot and <laughs> I watched the I watched the lead slip away again and I'm like before it happened I said they need to keep scoring because it's going to slip away again they're going to pull another Miami oh. and they did I don't know what their deal is but is, did you it's, guys see that stat they've lost like five in a row at home or something it, okay this is this is crazy because last year they were the ones that were coming back they were they were down down at halftime, and they are the ones that are coming back by yeah. fourteen plus points, and now they're doing the exact opposite. I had high hopes for Baltimore going into this game. They had a good chance to get a, a firm grasp on first place in the North, but they just didn't take the opportunity. I mean, I thought being at home and everything, they'd have a good shot at winning it, but they just couldn't couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. This game, not much to say about it other than it was kind of a blowout, never close. Dallas Cowboys, 25. Washington Commanders, 10. Cowboys moved to 3-1. Three straight wins under Cooper Rush. And 
Commanders dropped to one and three, so not looking see, good for the Commanders. Did I see Michael Gallup's back? Yep. Awesome. Love to see him play. Yeah, get Cooper Rush some weapons out there. Uh-huh. Yeah, they did pretty good passing the ball. 15 for 27, that's not a great completion percentage, but 233 yards, 223 yards for Cooper Rush. Hey, they Carson got, Wentz. They got the job done, yeah. Oh, He threw the ball 42 times, so that's not a good sign. He's got but, no help. Well, he's got he's got some decent weapons. I mean, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson. No, that's not what I'm saying. Curtis oh, Samuel. you're talking about his, his defense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're getting all all the weight put on your hands or on your back. Like, come on. The defense needs to help out. And I know they're in Dallas. They're playing away. But the offense was playing pretty good. The run game was insane. But I just I just don't know how you get those stats. That's they're supposed to have tonight. a – we're supposed to have a good defense too early, so I thought coming into the year, I actually thought the Commanders were gonna maybe push for the playoffs. I don't think that I could have seen any scenario where they actually get in, but they mm-hmm. just they don't look like a good team at all. Other than when they beat Jacksonville Week One, which was maybe kind of fluky. It looks like now mm-hmm. we'll get into the Jaguars in a little bit, but I think the Commanders. Probably will say enough with Carson Wentz when it comes time for drafting the next quarterback this next spring. Probably. I don't know. I I actually think Sam Howell will probably get a shot. They could potentially use him as the bridge guy. I I have a feeling that Carson Wentz will get cut after this year because if he gets released, there's zero dead cap from him getting cut. Mm -hmm. And he's got – does he still have that huge contract from the Philadelphia – yeah, I think a bunch of it is voided, though, if they release him after this season. Oh, really? Yeah. If I remember oh. right, there's like two more years slapped on to the end of it after this year, but it's zero and dead cap, I'm pretty sure. Huh. But yeah, Sam Howell or Taylor Heineke could be a bridge guy. See if there's anything with Sam Howell. I, I'm still pretty sure that they're going to draft a quarterback. I don't think Sam Howell fifth round pick prevents you from drafting the next guy. Right. But the worst case scenario, you bring it down into a quarterback battle and you find out which one's actually good. Mm -hmm. Seattle Seahawks, 48 Detroit lions, 45. That's a lot of points. What a game. This is not something that Pete Carroll would like to see his defense surrendering 45. Dan Campbell doesn't really care how much his defense gives up as long as he scores more, but they didn't. Um, What do you make of the Lions? Amazing. I think these are two very good, evenly matched teams. And I'm I'm actually glad the Seahawks won because they were away and they were facing adversity. I think if the Lions actually had, like, even a middle-of-the-pack defense – they would probably make a push for the wild card, maybe even the division. Mm-hmm. But they're just they're so bad defensively right now. They got some things that they need to work out. But their offense is just crazy off the charts. 
who is this guy playing quarterback from? Because this is not Jared Goff that I know. This is this is better than the Rams Jared Goff. <laughs> I mean, he's just playing crazy, putting up 45 points. Uh-huh. The lowest point total that they put up so far this year is 24, which is incredible. And yeah. they even had to play this game without Amonra St. Brown. But and Geno DJ Smith. Chark. Yeah. Um, Geno Smith, though, he's shown that he's at least worth something. You know, former first-round pick. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What, I know the hype is all up on him, and let they're saying let Geno cook, but I don't know. I still think there's some work to be done. How about Rashad Penny, 151, two TDs? That's crazy. That's good. Former first-round pick Rashad Penny. He's getting his chances to step up for the Seahawks, especially yeah. a team that wants to run the ball. That's the Seahawks' main identity. So, What a day for him. It's crazy. DK Metcalf, 150 or 149, 150 for seven receptions. Seven receptions. Tyler Lockett had a decent game, six receptions, 91 yards. DK Metcalf was strangely wheeled off the field at one point and came back. He had to go to the bathroom, I heard. It'll happen sometimes. <laughs> he pulled the Lamar. I've actually heard, like, um, I want to say it was like David Bakhtiari. I was reading an article a couple of years ago about offensive linemen and stuff uh-huh. and like what do they do if they have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the game and in the article it said basically a lot of players will let it slowly seep out and actually they some players do it on purpose so then the defenders will want to stay away from them well there's they have the pop-up tents too yeah That's what I was get, a, say. get a little bottle yeah something like that i don't really know what it is what I find interesting about the Seattle Seahawks is Noah Fant doesn't seem to really have much of a place in this offense. It's Will Disley. Will Disley. At, at least that's what the statistics say. Yeah, I mean, he four, four receptions, 39 yards, one touchdown, mm-hmm. looking pretty good. And he's, yeah. he did pretty much the same thing last week, got another touchdown. Yeah, he's been pretty solid for them. Seattle's kind of weird with their tight ends. Not everybody can last in their system. Like, I remember Greg Olson had went over to Seattle a couple of years ago, and, you know, Greg Olson has been a receiving threat in his career, and Pete Carroll wanted him to be able to block, and he just he wasn't very good at it, so he didn't really work out there. Same thing with Jimmy Graham. I don't know mm-hmm. if you remember. Yep. Jimmy Graham was insane for New Orleans, and – then when he got traded to Seattle, he was like a completely different player. Just say they ask weird things of their tight ends. Like if they're good pass catchers, just let them be good at that. I mean, yeah, you want blocking tight ends, but you can go find those guys for pretty cheap. Okay. I don't mean to get a sidetrack here, but do you guys remember Luke Wilson? Yep. He had a pretty good 40 time. He was basically George Kittle before George Kittle under the radar. He ran a four five in his forty. I don't remember what his other his other combine stats were, but they were pretty insane. And he ended up he's probably like one of the fastest tight ends in the two thousand ten era. It was insane watching him. 
And he, I, I feel like he hardly got any credit for all the work he did in Seattle. Chargers 34, Texans 24. Texans look like they put up a good fight. Of course, they didn't come out on top, but Chargers, they this was kind of their get-right game. They got right, so now they got to go out and dominate again next week. But still lots of things to work on. Texans look like they they're, they could be a problem. I mean, the thing that I've kind of realized this year is out of any teams in the NFL, there's not a single team that you can just count on a for sure win or for sure loss. Right. Every team is actually putting up a fight. Indeed. Which from an entertainment standpoint is always good. How are you feeling about Davis Mills? I think they need to find someone else. Really? Yeah. Turnovers, yeah, but he can sling it. He will get it done. He's probably going to have not quite like a Jameis Winston type career, but he'll probably have more of like a Tyrod Taylor type career. Here's what my opinion is, and I think it's very accurate. I think he needs some polishing up to do. Like, you know, you got you pick up this cool looking rock when you're on the beach, and you're like, oh, this looks nice. All you need to do is put it in the polisher, and he'll be just fine. He needs someone to help him. He needs, well, got... he, he needs someone to show him the way of the NFL. He needs help. He's, I don't know if it's, he needs to train with Patrick Mahomes in the summer, like Sam Ellinger does, or I don't know what it is, but he needs a mentor. Yeah, none of these names on this coaching staff do I look at and think, oh, the perfect guy to work with any quarterback. I mean, he's nearly thrown for 200 yards every single game. If he could work off of – if they could find a way to get that run game going a little bit more, then he could work off of that. Actually, didn't – I saw – I was looking at Riley's uh, game in fantasy – this week was a Damian Harris or no, not Damian Harris. Damian Pierce. Yeah, Damian Pierce. He. Uh, I did. I did take a hit on that one. I said I think he'd have a pretty dang good game. Yeah, uh, 75, 75 yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. Fourteen carries, one hundred thirty one yards. He was the only person to have a rushing attempt, and they only ran the ball fourteen times in total. So Rex Rex Burkhead did come in, and he only caught passes. Uh, Rex Burkhead seemed to be in on every third down. Third down and back. Damian Pierce also caught six passes. Did I think Rex Burkhead got a touchdown as well? Yeah, he did. Rex Burkhead and Brandon Cooks. Yeah. What a day. Nico Collins, though, he's still stepping up as kind of like their number one guy. I mean, everybody thought that Brandon Cooks would be amazing, but Mm -hmm. Nico Collins seems like that's where it's at. He is emerging. The better Mills will get, the better he will emerge, or the more he will emerge. They could get a third target to go along with both of Cooks and Collins. I think that would work pretty good for them. Make a... Kyle Pitts trade. You never know. Yeah. And they have OJ Howard, but it never hurts to have two tight ends. Maybe that's where Kyle Pitts can play the X receiver spot. Good point. 
Titans 24, Colts 17. Not these two these two teams are so confusing. Yeah. I can't tell if either of these teams are good or if they're bad. I want to say they're it depends on the week for both of them. Yeah, I'm I gotta be honest, I'm I'm feeling the same way about the AFC South as I am about the AFC North. I'm really bored of watching these games, so I'm just I don't even care. I'm still a Colts fan forever, but I I don't care. <laughs> I'm gonna watch other games. <laughs> <laughs> these are very boring to me and I do not care, so I'm just gonna keep watching the NFL and bypass all these teams that I do not care about. Matt Ryan sure put up the stats, so he did throw a pick, but he was 27 for 37, two tutties, and 356 yards. Mm-hmm. How about Derrick Henry? He's still there. I mean, there's there's something. I don't know how not, much is there. but Not too impressive, but he, he's he's emerging. He's, he got he's over 100 he's yards. Yeah. He's showing he still got or has it. Uh, JT not doing too well. 20 carries, 42 yards. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> he usually seems to kick it off later in the season, though. So mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. It's we'll probably a, that. Here's probably a, cons- a chemistry issue. Here's yeah. a here's something. Um, well, a chemistry issue. What do you mean by that? Just getting the timing down with his line and make sure that he's hitting the holes and that the holes are okay. created for him with timing and stuff. Okay. That's a good point. Usually when you talk chemistry, I think about like quarterback and receiver, but yeah, that's, I don't think about that. Um, yeah. I mean, that hey, makes sense. How about this Alec Pierce from a university of Cincinnati rookie four receptions, 80 yards, 20 average, 20 yards, um, 20 yards on the average for him. Pretty good, pretty good game for him. What's he, what's he supposed to be like? Is he a speedster or like what's he built like? Oh, I think he, I think he's just a possession catcher. Or oh, okay, he he can he can jump and grab the ball. I think he's supposed to be kind of like the physical freak type guy. Mm-hmm. Everybody was raving about his combine and everything. So he can he can jump up and get it. I guess they're raving about Christian Watson too, but. That's a story for another time. Uh-huh. So Romeo, far, Alec Pierce looks better. Romeo yeah. Dobbs seems to be emerging in that offense more than Christian Watson. So yes, and he was a later draft pick, so that's interesting. Um, good for Green Bay at least finding as reliable between Dobbs and Lazard. Mm-hmm. Lazard's go, getting a ton of catches. Let's go into that game then. Sure. Uh, Packers Patriots. This one went into overtime. Green Bay won 27-24. Uh, New England's just cycling through quarterbacks at this point. <laughs> and uh, does anybody know, has Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones ever been seen at the same time before? Because they look identical. They Their faces, I thought Mac Jones was Bailey Zappi when Bailey Zappi was on the field. <laughs> it was so strange. All right. Uh, I, I know he only threw it for 99 yards, but what did you think? 
not bad considering that he was the third string quarterback. I mean, he stepped in and did his job. Can't ask much more from him. I mean, everybody thought that. Well, I shouldn't say everybody. I thought this was going to be a blow up game. I didn't think that Brian Hoyer was going to keep a minute, but maybe Brian Hoyer getting hurt might have actually helped them. Mm-hmm. What's funny is I said I think this would be within a field goal if Mac Jones played. And. Mm-hmm. Some form of Mac Jones did play in Bailey Zappi, I guess. <laughs> well, and he didn't, like, his play style wasn't that much different either. Yeah. I mean, you know, throwing the ball, he averaged 6.6 yards. So that's that's not like, that's not better than Mac Jones, really. Okay, this is crazy. The Packers had 443 yards in total yards. And the, and the Patriots only had 271 yards. Both and, these teams really. and they were, the ball. And the um uh the the possession or the uh, turnovers was Packers one or no Packers two and Patriots one. So you could say that one extra f- um turnover won them a game, morally, probably. I don't know. I'm just going to bring this up again just because I can't get over how crazy it is. Green Bay's offense is being driven by the run game. And it's just insane. They got two really good running backs, A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones. One might even say they're the best duo in the league. But they're driving their entire offense 199 yards on the ground. They're they're a running team now. Yeah, I don't think anybody's ever been able to say that about the Packers within who knows how long. I mean, maybe since the 90s because they went from Brett Favre, the gunslinger, over to Aaron Rodgers, who's the gunslinger. Uh, yeah, they're both they're both really good quarterbacks, so they've never really had to worry about the run game too much. Which um, is interesting to see them switch their identity. I think – since Matt LaFleur became the head coach of the Packers, he wanted to transform that identity from pass to run. And this kind of proves that he's been doing just that. Well, and at some point, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to either retire or he'll be off the Packers. So, you know, for them to design their offense around the running game a little bit, then it'll kind of be like, whenever that next quarterback comes in, whether it be Jordan Love or someone else, the basis of the run game is still there, and then they can kind of build off of that. It's not like this entire offense is built around Aaron Rodgers. He's retiring in Green Bay. That's all I got to say. I have a feeling it won't be more than a year or two before he actually does leave, but he's under contract for four more years. So Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, which game did I want? Oh, yeah. Bears 12, Giants 20. This game was a pillow fight for the longest time. Neither team wanted to score. Um, I think at one point, close to the end of the half, I saw it was like 6-7. to seven. Yeah, it looks like it was 9-14 to 14 going into the half. But Justin Fields... Still isn't throwing the ball. Bears are running it okay. Their defense is playing good. Matt Eberflus still got a good defense. Uh, I think that defense has been showing up every single week. The issue is just that 
Justin Fields can't get it going. They they obviously don't trust him because he threw the ball 22 times. I don't even trust him. <laughs> I I was listening to a podcast today. I I don't know which one it was. I can't remember. Um but basically given the choice between CJ Stroud or Justin Fields currently, CJ Stroud would be a much better NFL quarterback right this second than Justin Fields. But even if Justin Fields was on the Ohio State Buckeyes, CJ Stroud would still be playing quarterback. So I thought that was an interesting take. Here's another interesting take. Saquon Barkley, 31 carries. I repeat, 31 carries for 146 yards. They're grinding him into the ground right now. Give that man the rock. This is this is his prove it year. He knows it too, and he's doing just that. He's kind of bringing back the traditional like Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, bell cow role. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're giving him the ball a lot. Thankfully, he's been able to carry it a lot and not get hurt so far. But that's all we've ever wanted to see over the last couple of years is what does he look like when he's actually not hurt, right? And even when he did play last year, I mean, it just wasn't good. He he was still hurt. So. I know we haven't gotten to this game yet, but Christian McCaffrey is still looking the same as he does every single year. Not injury prone. He is so fragile. He's like glass. But for the longest time, I think these two guys, Saquon and McCaffrey, have shared the same identity as being that that window of glass, so fragile. And I think Saquon, his prove-it year this year, is where he finally, um, I guess, how should I say it? He uh, takes that label off and he's like, hey, I'm Superman. I'm ready to run all over the place, get that rushing title. You know what I mean? And nowadays, I think you can expect a little bit less out of the running back when it comes to how many games they play. Definitely. I mean, I, I think if you're a Giants fan, if Saquon Barkley plays 14 games, you're super happy. I mean, imagine that last year, Saquon Barkley hardly played at all. So then you go and throw him in there for 14 games. I think that's kind of the benchmark now for running backs. If you can play 14 games, every team will take it. Mm-hmm especially with the kind of role that they want to use him in. Mm-hmm. All right. Eagles 29, Jaguars 21. I thought that the Jaguars were going to totally boat race the Eagles when this one started. Started off 14 nothing Jacksonville, but then going into the half, the Eagles had 20 unanswered points, and Eagles just took back the game took control of it, but I mean, Trevor Lawrence, he didn't play super well, but the Jaguars are still, they look to be a solid team. Overall, yes, but neither of these quarterbacks in this game looked very, very good. What was it Trevor Lawrence had like five fumbles lost? I believe I believe it was somewhere around there. Uh, four. Yeah, it was four, and oh, then one, one one interception thrown. That's a that's ridiculous. 
Mm-hmm. And James Robinson fumbled too. Uh, they got his back. Let's look at the turnover differential. Here's a good stat. Okay. Oh. Here, hold on. Here's a good stat. The Jaguars were 21. The Eagles were 29. The Eagles doubled the time of possession that the Jaguars had at 39.51, where the Jaguars had 20 minutes and 9 seconds. Five turnovers for Jacksonville, one for Philadelphia. Braden, with the stat that you just brought up and with the stat that I just brought up, how was Jacksonville in this game? I agree. <laughs> I don't know. What it must happened? Be. The punter, baby. I, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. That's just <sighs> – that box score is insane. Yeah. And if you look at Jacksonville's offensive stats, they didn't run the ball very well. They didn't pass it very well. Gosh. Beat I by know. 19 minutes time of possession. That's just ridiculous. Did you – you said, too, that Philadelphia – did you say that Philadelphia basically doubled their first downs, too? Um, yeah, kind of. It was 25 to 13. Philadelphia was also 3 of 5 on fourth down compared to Jacksonville's 0 and 1. So, to me, what this looks like, Philadelphia was better situationally. I'm just confused how Jacksonville was ever in this game. You gotta go for it on fourth down five times. Uh, I don't know. Depends where you are, I guess, on the field. It's a weird game. Yeah. All right. Speaking of games, let's move on to the next. Which game would that be? Oh, yeah. The Kenny Pickett-led Pittsburgh Steelers 20, and the Zach Wilson-led New York Jets 24. Okay. Did we all agree that the Jets were going to win this game last week? I yes. think I picked I, I picked the Steelers, but then in my really? pick'em league, I switched it over to the Jets last second. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah, I had a very good feeling the Jets were going to win this game. So, this this, although Trubisky basically ruined his entire career off this game, ended it. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what Kenny Pickett has. The passing stats were not <laughs> my favorite, but. Hey, 10 for 13. He was all right. Yeah. Connor <laughs> and I were discussing, and we thought this would be the game Kenny Pickett comes in, and we we hit that right on the dial. It, it totally made sense for it all to happen. I mean, you got to look at your opponent, and you think, oh, we're playing the Jets. If we screw this up, Kenny Pickett's taking over for sure. But now Kenny Pickett looks like he's for sure the starter for next week. Uh, he he played pretty bad, but you know Steelers he, were in the game. Oh, I don't know was if he it, played bad. Did he throw an interception on his first? Yeah, goal? yeah, it was. He threw three picks. Okay, let me let me crazy. Stat. Are, yeah, go ahead. Some, go ahead, Connor. Are, you're, you're about to. Well, I want to know the other quarterbacks that have thrown interceptions on their first throws. So listen to this, Kenny Pickett, Braden. Are you looking at the box score? Uh yeah. Okay, so you know what I'm about to say. Yeah, you're about to make my point. Or not Kenny my point. Pickett, 10 for 13, three interceptions. So all the passes that he threw were caught by somebody, whether it be his own team or the other team. He didn't 
not a single pass that he threw touched the ground. Oh, I thought this was when Brett Favre did it in his first attempt. Oh. Can, he, can he pick it the next Brett Favre? Can Could Sam, be. Could was be. it Sam Darnold did it too, I thought, at one point? Yeah, he did. And then Jameis Winston. Oh, yeah. Oh, that that was Jameis that's an Winston. Interesting, that's an interesting list. Mm-hmm. If Brett Favre played in today's NFL, wouldn't he just be Jameis Winston? That's think, an interesting take. Yeah, I don't know. You make a good point there. Yeah, it's a good take. I don't know. I want to – I'd like to think about that more, but I like that. Zach Wilson played okay. Um, I think he went like 10 for 10 in the fourth quarter, so he cleaned it up. Yeah, he he didn't play amazing, but um, he got the job done. And, you know, I said last week he was going to have to shake off the rust a little bit. But, I mean, he, they he won the, the game. He hit the gritty. That's true. <laughs> Braxton Berrios throwing him the touchdown. Yeah. It was a good play. This game kind of screwed myself over on. I said that the Cardinals were cursed going into Charlotte. Uh, Cardinals won 26-16. Baker Mayfield, dude, what are you doing? I don't think he knows. <laughs> Matt Rule, what are you doing? All right. Um, I just want to say, I know the, t- the turnover differential or differ. I don't know what it is, but I know, I know the turnovers are a little bit different on each side, but statistically wise, both quarterbacks played about the same. Baker just threw one more INT and Kyler threw one more touchdown, but passing wise, the statistics were pretty much the same for both quarterbacks. Baker's just got to shut his mouth sometimes. I mean, or maybe just have, I don't know. I don't know. Or back up is what he says, at least with his play. I mean, he doesn't do that either. How was so. your Christian McCaffrey led the team in rushing and receiving this game. So maybe, they, maybe, maybe he needs more help. I don't know. They got solid receivers. Seems like, Seems like DJ Moore's like non-existent though. I okay. don't know how. They have DJ Moore and Tommy Trumbull. Those are the only two good receivers I know of. Robbie Anderson, you can just shove him away because I don't even think he's a good receiver. Robbie <laughs> Anderson might as well not even be on the Panthers. Right. I mean, I remember yeah, watching. I don't think last he wants year. to be. Well, he shouldn't be on there. I mean, he's making way too much money to play for them. Last year, I remember watching him drop like six passes in a row that were thrown to him. He's just – he's not the guy. I mean, okay, I i got to say with these receivers, I get it. You want a good quarterback. You want them to throw you the ball. But you can't pull a Robbie Anderson and mentally check out the second that you don't have a fantastic quarterback. I mean, he hasn't ever had a good quarterback. His quarterback situation has always been some sort of combination of Sam Darnold and who knows who else. So, Connor, I think that's what – the problem is he needs more help. I mean, he's only got two really good elite receivers, and one of them is the primary running back of this team. And then Carolina he, needs a lot of work. Yeah, they have a. Is Tommy Tremble a second year guy? 
Yeah, he was. Uh, Notre Dame, I think he was right? drafted in the third round last year. Yeah. He's solid. He's a solid guy. Yeah, he's he's a good player. Let's, uh, do, let's do the Raiders. Let's do the yeah, Raiders. Let's that's go. what's up next. The last game, the Raiders and Broncos. Last game before we get to prime time. Raiders thirty-two, Broncos mm. twenty-three. Russell Wilson is just awful. Um, I don't know if. I mean, Nathaniel Hackett isn't very good either, but Russell Wilson is just not playing the way that he should be for the way he's compensated and what he was brought in to do for this team. What's his contract? How long is he going to stay there? I want to say he's under contract through 2027 or 8. Oh, no. So he's there for a long time. Somebody needs to figure it out. (laughs) Javante Williams. Yeah. Um, it's about the only thing you can say that looked good for him. Then you got uh, Melvin Gordon. He fumbled again. No surprise. Uh, Javante Williams. This is the game. He got hurt. Unfortunate for him. Josh Jacobs totally tore apart the Broncos defense between catching the ball and running it. Devontae Adams went off, too. He had 13 targets, 9 catches, 101. No touchdowns, but Devontae Adams was cooking. How many tutties did Jacobs get? Was two. It two or three? Two, and there must have been a couple defensive touchdowns or uh, special teams touchdowns. Because how else did they get 32 points? Yeah. Derek Carr had none. Yeah. I don't know, but um. Oh yeah, the uh. Oh no, the kicking. Daniel Carlson put up fourteen points, four field goals. Oh wow! As long as it's thirty-nine. Yep. Um. So good field position by the Raiders at home. Um. How about KJ Hamler? One reception, fifty-five yards, leading the team in receptions. I don't understand this. Denver, so they bring in Nathaniel Hackett to be their offensive guy, right? Yeah. He's supposed to work with Russell Wilson. Cool. Can you show me what kind of benefit that's having for your team? I mean, they they had a better offense last year with Teddy Bridgewater leading it. So Correct. I don't know what's going on with Denver. I think with the position that they're in right now, and how they brought in Russell Wilson to win now. I think Hackett's probably gone by the end of the year, especially after people were calling for his job after week two. I mean, he just he's a clown. So is Josh McDaniels. But Do you have any early picks for their next coach? <clears throat> next coach. I've heard rumblings of Sean Payton. Oh. No, there's you no know, way. You know who I... You know who I think would be a good fit? Byron Leftwich. Yeah. You're probably right Byron, on that. I think Byron Leftwich would be a heck of a coach for the Broncos. How about... No, I'm just... Well, the enemy. I, I think, think the enemy gets fired, actually. Really? Yeah. What were you going to say? I, was, I think he's going to... I think if he were to get hired, it would have been this year for a head coach. I don't think it'll happen now. It's a valid point. Well, the, the 
Chiefs are still rolling. I mean, even after last night. All right, here's here's a good thing about the Broncos. They're getting it to the right guys. They know who to throw it to. I mean, both Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton are their two top receivers, and they both scored a touchdown. So, and they both got over 50 yards. They just need to throw it to them more. I don't know what's up with the run game. Not working well. We'll I think Melvin Ingram's just old, or Melvin Gordon's just old. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Doesn't help with Javante now, too. Well, he's done right. the season. So he's, <laughs> he's going to have to touch the ball a lot. I mean, it's going to be the Mike Boone, Latavius Murray, and Melvin Gordon show. Two of those guys are way past their prime. They can still be solid players. But mm-hmm. then you got Mike Boone, who doesn't have a lot of experience touching the football. Still so, a solid back when he gets it, though. Yeah, he's all right every once in a while. All right, shall we move on to prime time? Might as well. Chiefs 41, Buccaneers 31. What do you guys make of the Buccaneers? I think the Chiefs are incredible, but this Buccaneers team just doesn't they don't do much for me. Yeah. Uh, Bucks are down dirty. It might be a... I don't know. It might be like a... Might be like a late in the season situation when they actually start to get things rolling. I don't think they're a bad team. I think they just need to put all the pieces together. Yeah, I agree. Figure out what the problem is, and I actually think they'll get it done. So, well, the offense did it, and then the defense didn't, and it seems like that was the opposite for the first few weeks. There needs to be balance in between both. Yeah, and I know there's they're two different parts of a team but you gotta figure it out at some point is it just me or does tampa bay always have an outrageous amount of injuries to like the most important positions godwin was hurt again i don't know if he came back in he's always hurt yeah obviously mike evans was a suspension situation not injury but mike evans got him no, he, was, he, was, he was playing yeah and they got him back now um he was really good in that game. Yeah. Russell Gage out. played, didn't he? Yep. I think he only had a couple of targets. Yeah, so a couple of receptions, my bad. Eight catches for Evans, seven for Godwin, seven for Fournette. And they're throwing their ball. They're throwing the ball a lot to the tight end and running back. How's the Rashad, run game? Rashad White. Um actually their, their run game is awful. Rashad White is actually looking really good. Wow, Fournette got negative three yards. Oh, my Lord. You tell me the stat line on Rashad White. Uh, So he had three carries for six yards and a touchdown. But then yeah. catching the ball, he had five catches for 50 yards. It looks good there, not necessarily the run game. So Chiefs got a good running game going that time, though. I don't understand. Oh, well. All right, can we move into the last game? Yep, let's finish it out. And then I'll hit you with a clown a week at the end. Uh, uh-huh. So we'll go 49ers 24, Rams 9. Stafford threw the ball 48 times. That's never a good thing when your quarterback is throwing the ball that much. Um, I don't know what there really is to say about this game other than I think 
we've seen the best days of the Rams and those days are behind us. It still seems to me that Cooper Cup's the only one who wants it still. Yeah, I mean, they throw him the ball all the time. It it doesn't seem like Stafford's really comfortable throwing the ball to anybody besides him. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's the go-to guy. What's I mean, going on with OBJ? Is he is he going to the Giants or what? Because this is ridiculous. I hope so. I would be shocked if he went to the Giants. Like I actually think he could have turned this team around. I still think he will be wearing a Rams uniform come November, but it's hard to say. I mean, maybe who knows? Maybe he just sits out the rest of this year and tries his hand in free agency at the start of next year. I think somebody will sign him. Yeah, it's just got to be the right situation, though. I still think Baltimore would be... Baltimore doesn't throw the ball as much. If Baltimore could maybe run a little bit more spread offense, I think that that would be a good spot for him to go. Mm-hmm. I feel like he keeps throwing everybody off because he shows up to a different game every week, and then he keeps tweeting stuff. I think that's what he wants people to think. He doesn't want them to know where yeah. he's going. I think everyone should just stop caring. <laughs> yeah, maybe then he'll actually pick a team. He'll he'll realize that nobody cares. And yeah. hey, but the 49ers did what they did or what they do. So Debo Samuel. Yeah. Wow. What? Oh my. Okay, Jimmy G. I would have loved to have that pick six for my fantasy team, but oh come <laughs> on. That was a good play by. Um, that would have that would have gave you the win, wouldn't it? Yeah, for something like that. Yeah. Let's move on to the recline of the week. Connor, what do you got for us? So I'm gonna go to the New England and Green Bay game. I'm going to give my clown of the week to Bill Belichick. Here's the reasoning why. It's overtime. You are in the Packers territory. I believe it was a fourth and sixth situation. You know that you're probably not going to win the game if you don't get that first down anyways. So just go for it, dude. I mean, don't hold back. It's overtime in Green Bay. Just try to get the first down. If you guys want to be so kind, subscribe. You should like us. Uh, share with anybody you know. Uh, give us your comments, questions, concerns. Any feedback would be greatly appreciated. So remember, we're pretty much anywhere that you can find your podcasts and including here on YouTube. So thank you, everyone, for checking us out, and we will see you next time.